With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. From props to parlays to totals and spreads. It's time for Odds and End Zones, a feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Ian, as we sit down to uh, begin recording our podcast here to preview the Denver Broncos versus the Buffalo Bills, a Monday night game, which... uh, after beating the Kansas City Chiefs, I guess the Broncos get rewarded with a big Monday night game in Buffalo. Uh, it is kind of a, a nice spot for us to be in, having talked about uh, the potential of the Broncos maybe going on a run and making the playoffs. Although I will say, this was not necessarily one of the games that we thought the run would begin. Doesn't mean that it's not possible, but it's certainly one of those fascinating moments, at least in my opinion, because I'm I'm now just very confused about what it is that's going on with this with this team. Are they on an upswing, or was uh, the the defeating of a flu-ridden Patrick Mahomes Kansas City Chiefs team a fluke? Get it? A fluke? Get it? See what I did there? I I really don't know. I see what you did there. I, yeah, I really don't know where to take this. And I think that's the case for most of Broncos country. They want to see what does this team look like after beating the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time in 16 games. Was it a fluke, or was it actually something where they're finally turning the corner? Because we talked about this last week, after giving up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, 
they then turn around a few weeks later and beat the, your longtime rival for the first time since 2015. So who are the Denver Broncos? And can they go into Buffalo on Monday night football and beat a Josh Allen-led Bills team that is struggling? Is, I think they're, what are they, five and four? I believe they're five and four, yeah. That sounds right to me. Um, it, that's a really interesting, because just in, in discussions with people around the league and listening to the talking heads and the experts and whatnot, no matter what the bills are, or aren't right. You can, you can talk for days about what they are, or what they aren't. There is a, a, I, I think a consensus that even at five and four, the Buffalo bills are one of the best teams in the NFL and that Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, I know that you disagree with that. You think he's Jeff George reincarnate, which is weird because I think Jeff George is still alive. Uh, but there is... Quarterback, as a quarterback. Sure, I, I, I get it. Not the person. Right, exactly. But it is <laughs> it is an interesting discussion to have because if you look at these two records, three and five and five and four aren't that far away from one another. And the start that the Broncos had was awful. I mean, it's just abysmal. And so you're right. We sit here and we don't know. We, we don't know what this team is. I wish I wish we could say, oh, well, the, the Denver Broncos are on the upswing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know because, because they've won two games in a row, but one of the teams they beat is a bad Packers team. They did play well against Kansas City in Kansas City in the first game. So three games in a row, you could say the Broncos played well. Uh, they didn't play great. They didn't. I, I wouldn't say you look at this team and go, "Oh my gosh, they have, they've really hit their stride." But when we talked about where this team could go from the victory against the Chiefs and the sort of that finally moment, we talked about the playoffs. We talked about potentially a seven-two record being something that could, could could be in their future, especially based off of the schedule that they had. But the Bills were not a team that we said would be the start of the run. This was a, a stumbling block, in my opinion. And I, I do kind of still come down on that side. I think that this ends up being, not to ruin my score prediction here that we'll do later, but I do think this is more likely a stumbling block than it is a uh, a progression of that catapult towards a run that would take them to the playoffs. Well, and it's not just the team, it's the defense. Because to me, that's going to be the key to this game is how the Broncos defense led by Vance Joseph plays against Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end. To me, that's the key to this game is how the defense plays. If it plays the way that it did against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they will win the game on Monday Night Football. Because I think the offense has been pretty consistent. There are times that it disappears, but for the most part, Russell Wilson and the offense have done enough to win football games. You would like it that they wouldn't disappear in the second half, but I think that is getting acclimated to Sean Payton, getting acclimated to the system and to the offense. But to me, if the Broncos defense plays the way it did against Kansas City and Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense plays the way it did against Kansas City, they can win the football game on Monday night. But again, it goes back to what Denver Broncos team are we going to see? The one that we think is on the upswing 
or the one that maybe caught a flu-ridden Patrick Mahomes? It's, and it's a it's a great question. I think that it sort of, if you look at what the experts are saying, or just look at what Vegas is saying, the the spread for this game, as you mentioned to me before we started recording, is seven and a half. That feels. I, you know what? I'm of two minds there. That feels absolutely right and feels like just a huge number all at the same time because they did just beat Kansas City, which it appears they're not getting a lot of credit for. They are going to be playing on the road against a Buffalo Bills team uh, that in prime time, I, I don't know if they're going to be good or bad, but they're going to be at home on Monday night, which is usually a bump to the home team. Do you... Do we discount what the Broncos did and make the make the spread high? Or do we recognize that the Broncos might be turning the ship around a little bit? I, I don't again, I don't think they're necessarily headed in the exact right direction, but it's you know, it's sort of you know, I don't want to call it Austin Powers back and forth trying to turn the the truck around, but it's certainly kind of making that, you know, proverbial K turn, if you will. I I don't know. And so that seven and a half number to me kind of sticks out as, whoa, that's a, that's a big number. And also is that, I think, I think that's right. To me, it feels high. And I, because you mentioned the bills, they're coming off a loss to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. Now I don't think the Broncos are on par with the Joe Burrow led Bengals because I think the Joe Burrow led Bengals are right there. To me, the best team in the NFL right now is the Baltimore Ravens. I think the I think the Cincinnati Bengals are probably the second to third best team in the AFC. Right now, I think the Eagles are obviously there, but I don't trust Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. But we'll see. We'll we'll get to that point. I to me the spread feels high. I think if I was going to bet this game, I would bet the Broncos on the spread. I think seven and a half is too high. I think the number should be three and a half to four. That that feels like a better number to me. I think they're giving the Bills too much credit. If the Bills defense was completely healthy, Matt Milano was at linebacker. They had the secondary. They had all their pass rushers and all of their middle linebackers or all their linebackers. Pardon me. To me, seven and a half could be a good number. I to me that just that seems too high to me. I think three and a half to four is the better number. So I would I would bet the spread. I can't because I'm in Florida, even though Hard Rock Bet is reopened in Florida to existing customers to test the app. Some little inside baseball. So if you're in Florida and you have Hard Rock, you can bet in Florida legally. Wow. That, there you go. See? And so if you're listening in Florida and you have the right app, then I say go for it. I say get it done. Throw a bet down. You're right. I, this is a game that I think I might throw a little bit of money at as far as the spread goes. I, I might look at some other parlay stuff later in the in the week, more along the lines of, of you know, yards and things like that. I do kind of like to to be somewhat cognizant of those things. But it, it you're and you're right. I think that this number, I think this particular number is there to entice betting. I think it pulls people in. I think it actually would and just talking about it from a layman's point of view, which is what I am, I I look at that number and it almost convinces me not to bet the spread so much as but but to be comfortable with a money line bet. Go ahead and just bet the bills to win in some type of parlay and 
And that right there might be the way to go. I, I, I don't know that I would necessarily look at this and go, oh, I need to I need to put money on the spread. And, and I, I don't know that that I get a little nervous about. But, oh, well, the Bills should probably win this. I'll put money on the money line and then maybe group that in with a parlay somewhere and see if I can make some money off of that. That is the direction I might take that. I'm not saying that's the smart money because I don't believe that it is. But I am saying it's something that I might choose to do. And you make a really good point about the Bills defense. And uh, I'll just jump into my key to the game because I think it's a, a, a one that might seem a little bit too simplified. But I, I mean it in, in the truest way. I, I think that the key to this game is to score. And, I, and yes, you can't win unless you score more points than the opponent. I understand that. But what I mean is to not let scoring opportunities slip through your fingers. When you get down into a scoring situation, whether it be a long field goal goal or a red zone uh, situation, make sure you put points on the board. Put pressure on the Bills' offense to perform. Put pressure on Josh Allen to make him uh, feel like he has to do more than he probably has to do by always being able to put something on the board by being able to get in a position and scoring, whether that be touchdowns in the red zone or, like I said, a long field goal, whatever it may be, because when you put pressure on your, uh, when you put pressure on your opponent, it has the ability to make them overdo, and then they make mistakes like throwing a lot of picks. Right? You talk about Josh Allen being Jeff George-ish. Well, Jeff George is known for throwing a lot of interceptions because he thinks he can do more than he needs to. That right there is is a good way to put pressure on another team's offense. Uh, the other thing that uh, I will I will make mention of, and it, and it's one that I think you probably meant to say as well, because I think your key to the game is running the football. If I'm not mistaken, yes, it's the defense, and we talked about that, but also running the ball, and that's another way to to ensure that you're putting pressure not just on the Bills' defense, but also on their offense. Because now, if you're winning the the sort of time of possession battle they got to score quick. They've got to do more. So it is, I think, going to fall a lot on Russell Wilson and his ability to do things. So, you know, there's there's some opportunities here. I, I'm not sure that I see this as as a, a, a big blowout one way or the other. I think this ends up being a really close game because of those situations. You mentioned it. My key to the game is running the football because that sets up Russell Wilson in the passing game. If the Broncos are able to run the football, just look at what they did against Kansas City. They didn't make any massive plays in the passing game. Obviously, Russell Wilson threw three touchdowns, but that was because of getting into the red zone, running the football. The effectiveness of the passing game was in the red zone. Everything else from 20 to 20 was running the football, and that needs to be the case on Monday Night Football. And I'll take it a step further. Chris Hart's key to the game is tied into mind, is to dominate the line of scrimmage. Obviously, you need to have guys who you have a spy, whether it's Alex Singleton or Josie Jewell, spy Josh Allen. And the Bagels actually had two spies on Josh Allen. They used both of their linebackers to spy him so that he couldn't make plays with his legs as much as he is aching to do. But pressure Josh Allen, have a spy, I don't know if the secondary, obviously Pat Sertan will probably follow Stefan Diggs. I think the secondary is getting better. But to me, it's all about 
dominating the line of scrimmage. And offensively, it starts with running the football because that sets up Russell Wilson in the passing game to be effective, to have success, to score points, which is what your key to the game is. So do we have any players to watch then this week? Because I, I do think that lends itself to some players to watch on, on both sides of the football. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll go easy and quick. Defensive line, offensive line. Super simple, right? I like Win the that. line of scrimmage. Now just just keep your eyes in the middle there on the, and, and on the big boys hitting each other and, and that should work. I'm actually gonna um I, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson on this one for the offense because I want to see him run the offense in a way that is productive. And his connection with Sean Payton is 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 getting better. Obviously, we started this season as fans being very uh, disappointed in the output of the offense. And that stemmed a lot from feeling like Russell Wilson was washed is, is what a lot of people will say about him. I, I'm not sure that that's the case so much as it is comfortability in the system. As the season has progressed, he does look more and more comfortable. You're right. The success that he's had has been in the red zone. It has been uh, scoring touchdowns on passing plays inside the 20, not outside the 20. And that's something to pay attention to. The, the passing game is, is one that needs to be focused on at the right time. And so, yeah, watch, watch Russell Wilson, see how he does. And then on the defensive side of the football, you mentioned Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. I think they're the guys to watch, especially if they're going to be tasked with spying on Josh Allen. If their job is to keep him contained, they're going to be the ones to watch because if they do – that makes life miserable for Josh Allen. If they can't keep him contained, then he's going to be able to kind of jump out and make things happen for himself. So definitely something to pay attention to there. You got a score prediction? I don't know. I, oh, you do? oh, okay. I, I, we were just we were just getting into that. I my gut is telling me a Broncos win, and I don't know if this is because of having the lingering effects of that win over the Chiefs, but. I'm buying into Sean Payton. Like, I, I think there's a reason he's one of the best coaches in football. There's a reason for that. And I think we're going to see it. I, I think he outcoaches Sean McDermott. I I think Sean McDermott is completely overrated. And it what what's interesting about it is there's comparisons between Josh Allen and John Elway, obviously. To me, when, I, when you look at the Bills – they have their Dan Reeves. Oh, that's like an they're interesting wasting case. these. They're they're wasting these years of Josh Allen with a defensive coach. Could you imagine if they had Brian Dable as the head coach and not Sean McDermott? I am glad they don't. How about I say it that way? I just am glad they yeah, don't. I, I I'm that, sure the people in Buffalo would not like it, but. <laughs> I, I I feel a Broncos win, so I'm wow. going to go 27-24 Broncos. Whoa, we are super close on the number. Uh, I here's here's where I'm at with that. I'm still skeptical. I'm still not a hundred percent sold on on anything Broncos. Not because I don't believe the Broncos have have found something. I do think they may have found something. I just feel like a Monday night game, right? Primetime game in Buffalo. There's some of those, you know, 
outside factors that I think play into this. And I, and I just see the bills probably pulling this out in the end at 27, 23. So I think it's, I think you're, I think you're right on the number almost. I I just think that uh, it's not going to be, but it's not going to be a bad loss. Let me, let me, let me say this. And I know people are, Oh, a loss is a loss, whatever. I'm, I look at this team right now and I look at that number and I look at a loss to the bills in a close game as a continuation of their growth in this season and their ability to potentially go on the run. I don't think the run starts this week. I think it starts the next week. I think it, it, it begins after this game where they'll gain some confidence from competing with a team that most of the league, even at five and four, most of the, the league will look at you and say is a Super Bowl contending team. Well, you compete with a Super Bowl contending team after beating what is probably the favorite to win in the AFC aside from the Bengals. I, I think that that breeds confidence and pushes them into the playoffs. So I think we're close there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos won this game. I just don't have them pulling it out because of the factors that are not football factors so much as the primetime, Monday night, at, on the road, traveling east. All of those things, I think, end up being more of a factor. This is going to go down a rabbit hole that I we weren't expecting or you weren't expecting. Sure, I like You that. mentioned Monday night football. I did. To me, the best color guy, play-by-play guy going right now, without question, it's not even close, is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Whoa. Not even close. Because Mike Tirico, I think, is one of the best play-by-play guys, maybe ever. Chris Collinsworth is terrible. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, eh. You have Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart, but that's not going to be a team last because Tom Brady is going to be the color commentator next year on Fox. Which is, I think, can I jump to in? me? That's a huge mistake. I really like Greg Olson. I was going to, I was going to break in there and say I really like Greg Olson and, and Kevin Burkhart. I think that's a great duo. But to me, the maybe, but they're not going to be around. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck have been doing it for like 20 years after Pat Summerall and John Madden left Fox. They were guys to take over Fox after Pat Summerall and Joe Madden, or John Madden. I, I, I mean, to me, they're the best. I mean, we weren't expecting this, but I that's why I love Monday Night Football. And then you get the new opening with Chris Stapleton, Snoop Dogg, redoing Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah, good stuff. Chef's kissed. Good stuff. I, I, I got to agree with you on that. And you know what? I will say this. As someone who's known you for a long time, uh, and we've talked about this on on the podcast before on the on, on a few of our podcasts, uh, Joe Bach has not been your favorite person in the world in the past, but apparently he's, he's grown I've up. I've come around. Yeah, I've come around. I like it. I do like yeah, it. I, I've come around. I, I, I've grown up. I've, I've discovered that if you piss off both fan bases – you're really good at your job. Yes. I, I think that is a, a fair thing to say. And I, and I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I would absolutely agree with that. So, all right, let's, uh, let's do our quick whip around the league. Let's look at the AFC West and then look at the rest of the league here. Um, just kind of going into it. Uh, it's let's see here. The chargers play the lions. That's a game. I'm oh, that's interested a win in. for the lions. Yeah. It's a win for the lions, but certainly one I'm interested in. I, I had uh, the chargers defense going, 
on uh, on Monday night and uh, needed them to score 27 points to win. And lo and behold, they scored me 27 points. So thank you, Chargers, and I appreciate it. And now go get your butts kicked by the Lions, which I do think will happen. Um, and then the Chiefs play. We're on a bye. Oh, that's right. The Chiefs are on a bye. So super simple there. And then obviously Jets Raiders on Sunday night, which I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. Not because I really like Josh McDaniels, but because I really like him as the Raiders coach because they suck. And I think Antonio Pierce is going to is gonna bring some passion and some fire to that Raiders team. I think they beat the Jets. I, I that's, a, that's a winnable game for them. I think that they are another team that, kind of like the Broncos, could be looking at a run. And the one nice thing that that does, if our – forethought is correct it turns that season finale broncos raiders game into a pretty important game so i I am definitely interested uh in in kind of seeing how the raiders look with uh with with the new setup with the head coach and everything because there's they, they they suck so bad under josh mcdaniels who has to be can we just say maybe the worst head coach in nfl history maybe Oh, I, I I mean, Urban Meyer probably takes the cake sure. with that. Do you even count Nathaniel him, Hackett though? is I probably, yeah. I, think, Hackett, yeah. I think Nathaniel Hackett is worse than Josh McDaniel. I, but I wish, I wish Mark Davis would have kept him longer. What's fascinating about that whole situation is he basically did the same stuff that he did in Denver. He learned Like nothing. he just found, like, I, it's just crazy to me. And then you mentioned the Jets. Can I just say that their Super Bowl had to have been beating Denver? Yeah. I and think at so. least they give a game ball. At least Nathaniel Hackett got a game ball because so. he is absolutely terrible at his job. He somehow has the Jets offense worse this season than it was last season. Like they're averaging three fewer points a game because he's terrible at his job. But at least Robert Sala gave him a game ball and told Sean Payton to be humble. Yeah, yep, be humble, Sean. Be humble. So, all right, I got a couple of games that I'm interested in here as well as I'm looking at the schedule, uh, and I'm going to start with Browns Ravens. That Browns defense is is so good, and that Ravens team is. is maybe the best in the AFC. There's that you can make an argument there. Raven, I mean, that quite frankly, AFC North right now, uh, aside from what from Pittsburgh. The three other teams in the AFC North are 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 really good, and I didn't think I'd be saying that about the Browns. But, but Pittsburgh keeps so winning, good. and then yeah, right, and Pittsburgh keeps winning. But that Browns Ravens game is a, a potential awesome game, or it could be super boring if the defenses show up and the offenses don't. But it, it's it's cer- certainly one worth watching. And then the other I'll, game, I'll say, yeah, go ahead. In terms of that game, I think the Ravens are going to absolutely curb stomp the Browns. Wow, I think they're absolutely going to curb stomp them. I think Lamar Jackson and that Ravens team is going to be able to run the football. I think, I mean, what they did to the Seahawks, holy yeah, cow, yeah. Well, as a Geno I, Smith I, I owner, mean, <laughs> I could have started Russell. Will I have Russell Wilson and Geno Smith on one of my fantasy teams? I should have started Russell Wilson because his zero points would have been better than the negative points that the Ravens forced Geno Smith into on Sunday. So I. uh yeah, learned my lesson and, there. And does anyone listening to this think that Deshaun Watson is better than Geno Smith right now? No. 
what that Ravens defense just did to Geno Smith, they're going to do to Sean Watson. And he's going to be the one in the uncomfortable situations. And he's not going to be able to say no, which is a good thing because he doesn't pay attention to that anyway. Exactly. Uh, and then the other game that I'm – And I also think – Go ahead. That, but that Ravens offense too, I, to me, the MVP favorite right now is Lamar Jackson. Maybe. I, I mean, they run the football so much. I, it is – it is crazy how much they run the football, which causes Lamar Jackson owners. I have him on another fantasy team to be very frustrated, which, you know, when, when they score that many points, but Lamar Jackson only scores you 11 fantasy points. That's a little frustrating, but you can understand why uh, the other game I'm interested in 49ers Jaguars. What is going on with San Francisco? And yeah. is it going to continue when they go back East? It's a, a long flight from San Francisco or Santa Clara, wherever the heck they are. Uh, to Jacksonville to get all the way out to Duval. Duval. So uh, it'll be that, – that's a game to me that – that's a uh, – unfortunately for the 49ers, I think that's a, a game they have to win. I, I agree. I don't, I don't see how they can walk away with a loss there and feel comfortable about where they're at this season. Well, especially in terms of seeding because the Eagles are going to keep winning. They're going to be the top seed in the, in the NFC. So – we we've seen what happens when the Niners go into Philly when they go to the link. So I, I agree with you. If if not for confidence for for looking down the line to playoffs, the 49ers absolutely have to have this game in Jacksonville on Sunday. I agree. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.